0: Welcome to a New Creation podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. How we live each day, how we live our lives before the Lord, the way we respond to other people, how we treat each other matters to God. He's examining our hearts to see what's on the inside of us. There's a passage of scripture that illustrates this truth. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 17 and it's verse 10, and it's in the good news translation. And it reads, I, the Lord, search the minds and test the hearts of people. I treat each of them according to the way they live, according to what they do. Did you hear that? Let's hear it again. Again, it's Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. It's the good news translation and it's God speaking through Jeremiah. And it reads, I, the Lord, search the minds and test the hearts of people. I treat each of them according to the way they live, according to what they do. God is examining closely how we live and what we do. That's very important to him because his desire is for us to be t- to be conformed to the image of Christ and have Christ like attributes. And so he examines us very closely to look how we live, to search how we live. And those things that are more like him are very pleasing to him. Those things that are not like him, they're not pleasing to him. And our desire is to become more like Christ and to emulate Christ And to work on those things that are not like him, eliminating those things, and to raise up, focus on those things that are like him. Today's episode of a new creation podcast is entitled, An Appointed Time, Why Attitude Matters. During the course of a lifetime, we face defining moments, times that are orchestrated by God. That are designed to draw us to an experience in him. It's an experience that could alter the course of our our destiny. It's called an appointed time. Let's take a look in scripture. To see how one person responded to an appointed time with the Lord. The scripture is found in Genesis chapter 4. And verses 3 through 7. And it's a new international version of the scripture. And it reads, In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. An appointed time that came, shared with the Lord when He brought His offering, but His offering was not accepted. So, since His offering was not accepted, His whole manner, His whole His countenance, everything about Him became very angry. And because it became angry, and He didn't deal with the sin issue, which is what God brought. To his attention that said if he would do well he would be accepted but if he did not do well sin was crouching at the door sin was waiting for an opening and he should rule over it and not allow it to rule over him but what happened was as time passed Cain met with his brother Abel he Was talking to him in the field and he rose up and he killed his brother and so he did not accept what the Lord had mentioned to him about sin and what could possibly happen. Even though he was in an appointed time with the Lord, he decided not to accept what it was that the Lord pointed out to him and he allowed sin to take over. So there was anger, there was jealousy, and subsequently it dealt with him in a way in which he murdered his brother. And we later find out as you read about the line of Cain he had a son named Lamech, one of his, his descendants, who also killed a person. So that murdering spirit found a place in him because he allowed sin to take over. What am I saying? Even though God steps in with appointed times with us, Cairo moments with us, it's up to us to accept it is what he's offering us, to go in the direction that he's steering us in. Because as we see in the case of Cain, Cain was there with the Lord. God gave him an opportunity to correct what he had done improperly with the offering. But instead, he chose a different path. This appointed time and every appointed time is planned by the Lord before the foundation of the world. And it's on God's divine timetable in his timeline. Your name is on his calendar for that particular day. My name is on the calendar for that particular day. And throughout our lifetimes, there are moments that the Lord steps in to our lives to draw us closer to him and the direction of our destiny. And if we follow him, as he said to Cain, we would be accepted. But if we choose another path, then we will get the consequences of those choices. It's during this time when God is opening himself up to you that you must make a decision. And that decision is, do I want to follow God's lead, his way? That's the path to life. Or do I want to continue my own way? God gives us a decision. Throughout our lives, throughout our lives, there are different opportunities that we will have to walk with the Lord. But either way, it's our choice. Let's take a look at a passage of scripture in Matthew's gospel gospel that it illustrates this even further it's Matthew chapter 7 and it's verses 13 and 14 and it's in the new international version of the scripture and it reads enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it Very important passage of scripture there. What that scripture illustrates is that we have a choice in life. We can enter through, it says first, the narrow gate. The narrow gate. That means that you have to make a decision to enter through the gate that is less popular. In other words, you won't be popular going into this gate people won't be calling your name going into this particular gate when you decide to follow the Lord. And then from there, it makes a contrast that wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And it says many will enter through it. And then it goes on to say that small is the gate. So really it gets more and more narrow the road, more and more narrow in terms of when you follow the Lord, when you follow the Lord, with everything that is that is within you, it appears that the opportunities that others who are in that wide gate, that the opportunities that they have are vast. You can see things on the outside, what's happening in their lives. It looks as if they are having a wonderful time and they're multiplying and they're prosperous. But when you choose the gate that leads to life, the Bible says few will be there finding. Very few follow that path. And that's the path that leads to life. Let's take another example of someone who experienced an appointed time, talking about an appointed time, why attitude matters with the Lord. Let's take a look at Jacob. We're going to look at Genesis chapter 28. Now in Genesis 28, let me give you a little background. Jacob was en route of following his parents' instructions. They had instructed him to go and find a wife from his mother's brother's household. And he was not to remain there in Canaan to find a wife. So Jacob was following his parents' instruction and he was going to meet his uncle Laban in order to meet his uncle's daughter for marriage. And he, he was obeying their instructions. So let's take a look at Genesis chapter 28. This is in chapter 28. And we're going to take a look at verse... Number 11. And it reads. And he came to a certain place. I just want to stop right there first. And he came to a certain place. Whenever the Bible mentions about a certain place. It means that it's not going to be specific to what the name of that place is called. Because it wants us to know that it can apply to any of us. Whenever you see a certain place in scripture, that means that any of us can experience this that it is about to illustrate to us. So it says that Jacob came to a certain place. And in that place, it describes the angels of God ascending and descending. Heaven is connecting to earth. It's an appointed time. That's what's happening there. So I'm going to continue to read. Reading in verse number 11, and it reads, So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God, as I said earlier, were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Amen. That's an example of someone who God stepped in and basically shared with him a covenant that he had made with his forefathers with Abraham and Isaac, and, and God was letting Jacob know that he was extending that covenant with him. But when Jacob had to arrive at a certain place, an appointed time he had in that place, and Jacob was open to it, he was open to the Lord speaking to him about that. Because after he woke up, it was like a vision he had. And the angels were ascending and descending. And basically what that means, and I said that earlier, it actually means that heaven and earth were connecting there. Angels ascending and descending on that ladder. So you had Jacob experiencing something he'd never experienced before. And God actually spoke to him. And when he woke up, he mentioned about that place. He said it was a terrible place. It was a place that God was there and he didn't even know it. And he actually put up a monument. Bethel, he called it Bethel, the house of God. So Jacob was very open to his, I'll call it Cairo's moment, but an appointed time. And he had the right attitude. He was open to the Lord and he made a monument to it. And he named that place because he wanted to make sure that in the future, his descendants, when they came upon that place, they would know that that is where the Lord met him. And it was a sacred place to him. What am I saying? When God steps into a life like he did here with Jacob's life, we're to use Jacob's life as an example and to be open to him, to what he's he's speaking to us and how he's speaking to us. The Lord speaks to us through several ways. He speaks to us through his word, the word of God, the Bible. He speaks to us sometimes through messages that we hear. Maybe some some of you are hearing with my voice. You're hearing my voice, but the Holy Spirit is speaking through you, through what I'm speaking today. He speaks to you through messages. And he also will speak to you from a word of knowledge. Someone can just come up to you and give you a word of knowledge. And so there are different ways in which the Lord speaks to you. But the key to it is to know when you've heard from God. How do you know when you've heard from God 100% of the time? It's because you can always find it in his word. When God speaks something to you, he confirms it with his word. You can always find the Scriptures. is what I mean when he's speaking to you. And he speaks to you through thoughts. He'll bring thoughts in your mind. You know the thoughts that come from God. You know the thoughts that come from yourself. And you know the thoughts that come from the enemy. There is a difference. So God does speak. And the key is, the foundation of it is spending time with him in his word. And when you spend time with the Lord in his word, he speaks to us. Jacob was open to his appointed time. And he's an example how we should be open to an appointed time. Don't miss your appointed time. When the eternal steps in into the now. That's Kairos. It's when Kairos meets Kronos. That's what God is doing today. He's stepping in at different times in our lives and he's letting us know, stop what you're doing. I'm here. I've stepped in. He has a sovereign plan and that plan is specifically customized for your life and for my life. That's how wonderful God is. He does not plan your life the way he planned your sister's life, your brother's life, your mother's life, your father's life. He has a specific plan for you. He customized it. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he cares for us. Like I said, a plan customized for every human life on the face of the earth. God is wonderful and he's greatly to be praised. There are also moments or examples in the scripture. And I found this to be very, very, very enlightening to me. So I want to share it with you. God's appointed time sometimes may reach for people in places that one might unlikely deem to be a normal place or a place that you think God will reach. But one thing about God is that he, on his timeline, I'll say his prophetic timeline, will always reach to people regardless if they are open to him or they're not open to him, or if they believe in him or they don't believe in him. And this is the example that I'm going to share with you next. The Apostle Paul, as we know, the Apostle Paul was called under Damascus Road. He was called, God struck him off the the horse and he, he went blind. Jesus did actually. And he was called to be the apostle to the Gentiles primarily, even though he went to the the Jewish audience. He went to Gentile audience. He went to different audiences and he went to leaders. And he just, he, he basically, his ministry spanned a, a plethora of people and conditions and circumstances, but he was primarily the apostle to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? I'm sure you know, but for those of you who may not know, the Gentiles are those who are not Jewish. So he went to the the Gentiles and that's where his ministry was, Apostle Paul's ministry primarily. And what I'm going to share with you now, this is an appointed time when that I'm going to share with you when the Apostle Paul, talking about an appointed time and why attitude matters, the Apostle Paul found himself as in the book of Acts before Roman, I would say Roman royalty, uh, Roman, almost like a, a Roman dynasty of people, people who were very prominent in the Roman empire. During this time, when the Apostle Paul's during Apostle Paul's ministry, the people of Israel were under Roman rule, and when Jesus was born, as a matter of fact, they were under Roman rule, and so Paul found himself. He had been jailed in Jerusalem. He was in Jerusalem at first, and he was put in jail because he was accused of desecrating the temple, and because of that, he went to. They they sent him to Caesarea, where he would be safer. And when he went there, this is the audience that I'm going to share with you. He was actually had to address King Agrippa, Festus, which was the governor, and Bernice, who was King Agrippa's wife. He went before them. And what Paul was doing was he was sharing about why he was in chains, and King Agrippa wanted to hear Paul, the Apostle Paul, and so this is a setting where God actually stepped in, and He used the Apostle Paul for King Agrippa. King Agrippa is one of the kings that were were from the dynasty of, of the Herod's dynasty, and King Herod. We know there were three, actually there were three instances of of uh, four King Herods. Really, the Herod the Great was the one who tried to have all the Children killed when Jesus was born, that were two years old and younger because he was threatened by Jesus Jesus being they said Jesus was the king of the Jews and he wanted to be the only king and then you have Herod the other Herod Antipas, he was the one who had John the Baptist beheaded, and then you had Herod Agrippa one, and he was the one who had James killed, and then here, who Paul was in front of, he was before Herod Agrippa II. and so there was Paul. Before a person who had a history of people who killed, who who killed basically people, the people of God. But God allowed, think about this, God allowed them to hear the gospel because he reaches to everyone for them to hear the gospel. And he has an appointed time with those who even don't know him or who don't even believe in him. And that's why our appointed time, our attitude matters when God steps in. Because our appointed time, as I said before, can seal our destiny. So let's take a look at Acts chapter 26, verses 26 through 29. This is when the Apostle Paul is speaking to King Agrippa, Festus, who's the governor, and Bernice. And there were others who were there. They were all Roman officials. Acts chapter 26, verse 26 through 29. And it reads, this is Paul speaking. For the king before whom I speak freely knows these things. Paul is speaking of the things that he just shared about how he got to know who Christ was, Christ raising from the dead. He just did a he basically summarized what he believed and why he should not be in chains. So Paul is speaking to King Agrippa. He said, "For the king before whom I am, I speak freely. Knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention." Since this thing was done openly and not in a corner. Verse number 27. King Agrippa, Paul is speaking to him. Do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost altogether such as I am except for these chains. Did you hear that? Paul spoke before King Agrippa and he shared with King Agrippa the gospel. And he basically opened up an invitation for King Agrippa to become a Christian. But King Agrippa said these words that was key. Listen to Acts 26, verse 28. Then King Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. Almost. King Agrippa almost made it into the kingdom of God. But because of things that we don't know why, things that were more important to him, he rejected. And I truly believe that King Agrippa will remember throughout eternity how he missed his appointed time. God sent the Apostle Paul specifically to address Festus, who was the governor, King Agrippa, Bernice, and the others, all who were part of the Roman rule. And because they rejected it, as far as we know, they missed their opportunity. And I pray that no one who's under the sound of my voice would miss their appointed time with the Lord. Heavenly Father, I lift up the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you speak to every person Through your spirit, who hears this message, that they don't miss their appointed time with you, that their hearts are open, their hearts are like the hearts of flesh, so they can hear you, Lord. He that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, and I pray that every soul that heard this message and will hear it in the future will call upon the name of the Lord, because your words said whomsoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I thank everyone for listening today I pray that this message and appointed time why attitude matters bless your life and I pray that you would join me next Thursday for a new creation podcast thank you